Welcome back to The Vibe. I am so excited because I have one of my friends that I met through the wellness industry, but truly we just vibe on life now. Many of you may know Bianca from the Instagram Holistic Rx. Holistic prescription for those of you who may not know what Rx is, but I know her as Bianca Gasparo. Bianca's honestly a powerhouse focusing specifically on nutrition. She helps so many create proper meal plans and really shows this honest side of her in this space that I've really appreciated. I recently I recently, she recently decided to ditch the holistic and just be Bianca. And as many of you know, I love to know the reason behind any change. Although we have never, although we have attended many events together, which is how we know each other, we've never actually had the opportunity to talk one-on-one. I mean, if you've ever been to any of these fitness events, you know, it's really overwhelming and really hard to get a chance to be with somebody and really talk about life. I've always loved Bianca, and I always loved that even though the room would be filled with 50-plus people, we'd always make our way to each other, give each other a hug and kiss, quickly ask how each other was, and that's not always the case in these situations, but with us, it always came really naturally. In the last year, Bianca has become a mama to the most ever-gorgeous Gemma. I'm so jealous of her lashes. I feel like that's, like, the one thing I always am like, her lashes, her lashes, her lashes. <laughs> but before I ramble on, because we all know I could, Bianca, I would love if you could introduce yourself. Hi. First <laughs> off, thank you so much for having me on The Vibe. I'm so excited to be a guest on here. Me too. My name is Bianca Gasparo, or you may know me as my previous Instagram handle, HolisticRx. I'm a holistic nutritionist, fitness enthusiast, wellness influencer slash blogger. I don't really love the term influencer, but I never really know what to call myself. And I'm with I'm you hard on that. We'll get it. into that later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up in Bergen County, New Jersey. And it's so wild to me that things are coming full circle and we are moving back, hopefully this year. We're currently in the process of building a home. Oh my God. Yeah, that's so exciting. Uh, so I went to Hunter College in the city, which was initially supposed to be a stepping stone in my education. And I studied marketing and communications and took a few courses in nutrition, but at the time had no idea what I wanted to do with my career. Well, I didn't have the normal college experience with dorming and a sorority. I did use my semesters to intern at a few different companies while also going to school. So I interned for PR firms and production companies, thinking that was the direction I wanted to head in. Growing up, I was raised in a very healthy household. My grandma was definitely an influence on my mother, who then influenced me with daily green juices, healthy meals, and watching my mom go to kickboxing at a local studio in town, which I also went to. And I think that was the very first studio workout I ever had. How old were you? I mean, she signed me up for karate when I was like seven or around that age and I hated it but (laughs) it was like a studio with one guy who owned it he was the only one who did everything and then he came out with adult classes so in uh, no high school I'd say it was I was gonna say I think my first yoga class and I didn't even like it was like my freshman year of high school and I was like I'm never doing this fast forward 10 years later yeah I mean like it was fun but like it wasn't something I looked forward to it was something I thought I had to do for my like health and and fitness totally Uh, so after college I got a job working at Time Warner Media where I was on the marketing team for about four four and a half years and I was basically creating pitch decks for our clients that I had absolutely no interest in I'm talking like car retailers and like 
electrician like company like things you weren't truly passionate about no absolutely not I I had no interest in those things but my job was basically to be on the creative side and to create pitch decks for them um I need someone to help me with that so uh yeah glad I know that about you now (laughs) (laughs) so growing up the way I did I thought most people just knew how to eat fairly healthy even if they didn't and the corporate world was definitely an eye-opener for me I mean, there was pizza, donuts, and fast food almost daily, which is so normal in America, and that's really scary to me. I'll never forget one morning walking into work with the green juice that I got on the way over daily, and one of my bosses walked in holding a pink smoothie, and he said to me, aren't you proud of me? You influenced me to have a healthy breakfast. So I said I was, and then asked what was in it, and he proceeded to tell me the first ingredient was frozen yogurt. So he was basically having a milkshake for breakfast and had no idea. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm, I, I'm not even like a neutral. I'm, I'm the worst eater ever, but like I know that's simple. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was just a, like a huge eye opener for me. Um, so my interest in nutrition peaked and I knew I wanted to pursue something in the field. I enrolled in IIN, Institute for Integrated Nutrition, and then IHN, Institute for Holistic Nutrition, and became a certified health coach and holistic nutritionist. Started seeing like one or two clients created my Instagram as an outlet to share my morning workouts before work, healthier meals, and just how I was balancing working, living in the city, and taking care of myself. I started to get some followers back when it was so much easier to grow. And then... Probably, 20, th- probably that 2013-2014 year where it was like... Yeah. <laughs> You're getting like 100 followers a day, and now like I'm lucky if I get five a day. So. Oh my god, I don't even get... I get like negative five days. <laughs> yeah every time it's I look hard. at my insights I'm like I need to screenshot you one of my insights I'm like this makes no sense how someone can have plus 1000 and none of that show it's the numbers game is I mean it can get to you but I've really I'm trying to not focus on that so much I'm trying to focus on just creating the content and hopefully that'll speak for itself I love so, that you said that because I was talking to someone the other day um just in the field of influencer um vibes and she said to me she was like you know I think you should post more like I think you should really post more and I was like you know in the last year I've changed so much the world has changed so much I don't feel the need to like post every single thing I do or like whatnot also because I know I'm not going to get that true um like feedback that I used to get and like you know what I mean? Like I put so you too, you put so much work into what you do. And when she said that, I was like, you know, I'm going to not listen to your advice and I'm going to go forward with my own. Cause what I'm doing right now is keeping me consistent. And I feel like if you can stay just consistent, like I don't want to, if I don't move upward, that's fine. I just don't want to move downward and we'll get deeper into this, but you know, it's interesting how much brand collaboration and all of that has changed for me and I'm sure it's changed for you which I'm excited to dig deeper on so the world was so much different a year ago I can like literally remember us two years ago being at a sweaty Betty event you were like two people two two rows two yoga mats away from me and Uh it's just like really crazy to think how normal that was and Besides COVID, can you tell us, because I know your life has changed quite a bit in the last year, besides COVID, because we don't need to get into too much COVID, tell us how your life has changed, because it really has been a beautiful year and a half for you. Um, I'm so happy it looks that way on social media. It's been a really challenging year. (laughs) (laughs) As it 
has been for many people most people I would say I mean I became a mom Mm -hmm. so that was a huge change and it completely changed my life for the better honestly I really don't even recognize my life (laughs) (laughs) I went through a real identity crisis this past year and it's induced some major anxiety for me to the point where I started seeing a therapist which I haven't talked too much about but I'm trying to deal with it we moved out of the city last March and I like I I actually said this a couple days ago I can't believe it's been a year I know and it was a year ago yesterday I had my last in-person interview so crazy so when back in March last year we didn't even know we were leaving at the time we packed a weekend bag and the news was spiraling with rising cases and we came down to my husband's family beach house uh, in Jersey, literally thinking we would stay for a few days, and here we are. Are you um, still there? We're still here. That's uh, we're building the house in Bergen County, so we're here until that's done. Honestly, better to be in a place of space than in a cramped apartment with a baby. The grass always looks greener on the other side, so there are definitely pros and cons to both. I'm sure. I'm sure it's like you miss the community of being able to walk out and like see a friend while you're on a walk with Gemma. I'm sure there's so many ups and downs, but in the terms of safety, when we were talking earlier about like COVID and my mom having it and whatnot, like it is real. You, but you were saying you're like, I really feel as though I've been really safe throughout this whole time. So again, grass is always greener, but like you're healthy. Gemma's healthy. Your husband's healthy. Absolutely. Really that matters. Um, so I was just a new mom early last year, trying to navigate that. And then COVID and then our major life change, moving out of the city, had some major breakdowns along the way. Don't um, we all? Yeah. And it was just definitely a challenging year. And, you know, I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm someone who's like a big big rooter honor for therapy like I've been going since I was a kid I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing but I think therapy is a great thing I think it's I think it's great listen sometimes I have sessions where I'm hysterically crying for three days sometimes I have sessions where I'm like did I just take ecstasy because I've never felt better in my life um and it's just like for sure I think it's one of those things I'm actually having Alex Silver Fagan I don't know if you know her but I'm having her next week and she um, during this pandemic really, really struggled and ended up going to a mental health facility. And I find it just so admirable of anyone to ask for help and to do that. And, you know, just like briefly, cause I didn't know you've been going to therapy. Like, what were you, like, what, like identity wise, what were, like, what were you feeling differently than you were a year and a half ago? Obviously besides COVID changes and whatnot, what would, what, like, what was your main reason to head over there? Well, and by head over there, I mean Zoom. <laughs> yes, <no>, Zoom. <laughs> exactly. Um, well, I had a fairly easy pregnancy and great delivery. So, like, when it comes to talking about that, I would say, like, I have no, like, I have not experienced anything other than that. But then postpartum is when shit really hit the fan for me. And I'm not sure if it was postpartum hormones or what was going on in my mind where I had like serious postpartum anxiety and if it was a combination of COVID and life changes but it really hit me hard and it was like I kind of grew up not talking about my feelings and sweeping them under the rug and thinking I had to be like tough and put on this brave face and I think it's worked for me not in a 
I'm not promoting this and I'm not saying it's a good thing, but it's worked for me up until postpartum where my hormones literally were spiraling out of control. And I would try to sweep a lot of things under the rug. And it was like, I would spill my coffee, like something so minimal and stupid. And I would have this crazy breakdown over it. And it was just so much bottled up things going on that would just explode. And I'm not a crier, but I've cried so much this year. And like, if I think about, if you ask me what exactly I was crying about, it's like, I can't even tell you. It was like, um, my mom didn't pick up my phone call. It's like, no, that's not the reason. And Bianca, I want you to know that's like most people, like, I mean, two days ago, I just literally was hanging with my mom and then just started hysterically crying and like walked to my room and she was like, are you okay? I was like, totally fine. Just like need to cry. Like, cause I'm, yeah. I could cry. I literally, I'm not kidding. I could cry right now just because like, the feelings are just there. Like it's, I mean, I've always been super emotional. I don't know where, where is your family from? From I meant to ask. Uh, we're Russian. So Russian. My, both of my parents grew up in Odessa. So you and I have a lot of similarities that we'll get into, but my parents are both from Colombia and yours are from Russia. And I feel like mm-hmm. growing up, you're first generation, right? Yes. Yeah. So growing up being first generation, I think it is really normal to have that feeling of sweeping things under the rug. Like, I think, like, for my mom, she's had to go to therapy a lot to learn how to, commu- like, relearn how to communicate because in her culture, they, like, us going to therapy or us, like, figuring something out just wasn't the thing. No. So, like, I fully like, understand. Shamed. Yeah, like, exactly. you were shamed for it. Totally. Like, it was, like, you know, no, this is nothing to anyone who's been to rehab, but it was, like, you're not well. You must, like, it was, like, a shameful thing. And rehab also should not be a shameful thing. But I feel like when you grow up with... A different culture and you live in a different culture it is like that when you were saying I just it worked for me I swept it under the rug that was literally me until like 10 years ago and I had something happen and I really felt that and I meant to put that in our thing of where you were from because I had a feeling that like the way you grew up just sounded so familiar with your mom and your grandma I grew up with my mom and my grandma so I was like yeah. and my grandma didn't speak English at all whatsoever so it was like extra hard I mean yeah I can't imagine your grandma but like she was just like the toughest cookie of all of them you know what I mean right so I totally totally get that did you always know you wanted to be a nutrition nutrition just from following you I see the relationship you have with your mom who's also a stunning beauty smart and also very knowledgeable on that beauty and nutrition nutrition side was she a big factor in this choice thank you so much (laughs) definitely does not look her age she does not no she does not look her age she actually has never gotten botox or anything done until my wedding no a year and a half ago and she got like the tiniest little botox and she's gonna kill me for even telling you this but she's completely natural oh my god guys you need to like backstock bianca and find her mom somewhere because like you don't even know (laughs) she's actually coming over today i'm so excited yay Um, but As I mentioned, I didn't always know I wanted to focus on nutrition in my career, but it felt so natural to me. Um, And my approach really comes from my own relationship with food and even fitness. I used to be an animal and completely (laughs) unaware of my body signals and what was actually good for me. I would take it. Sorry. It's all good. Sorry, my husband's calling. It's like I tell people that I'm like live or recording and they just completely... It's the story of my life. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, So I was an animal, 
when I was working corporate, I would take 7 a.m. spin classes before work and most days would use my lunch hour to take another bar class or Pilates class and was out of control, (laughs) stressed, tired, irritable, etc. And then I was just like feeling a little bit off. So I went to my OB and was diagnosed with PCOS, which if you don't know what that is, it's polycystic ovarian syndrome. Mm -hmm. And I did a ton of research and it really led me to tune into my body and listen to what it needs, learn more about PCOS. And I was so shocked to learn how common it was in women and if you google pcos it usually tells you oh you have to be overweight and you're going to get facial hair and you're going to have severe acne but many women don't even experience those symptoms many women i know who have been diagnosed with pcos are healthy women at a normal weight living a at least what they think is a healthy lifestyle it's what i thought was a healthy lifestyle and then they're diagnosed um so it really kind of pushed me to give my life my lifestyle little makeover and focus on low impact workouts, managing my stress and really focusing heavily on what I'm eating and my nutrition. I love that. And I've always loved that anytime I watch your stories, whenever you've taken, you're very honest, like extremely honest, which is something I love about you. But you know, there would be times and you never would call out a studio, but you'd take a workout class. And if you didn't like it, you'd be like, So I just did, this is me making something up. I just did a trampoline vibe workout class. Not my jam, not my vibe, but you should totally try it on your own. And you never like call out a studio or whatnot, but I always love that you'd be like, listen, it's hard. It's hard to speak out on like things that, you know, people will like connect the dots with. And I always thought it was like super awesome that you would always be like, like, I feel like you were one of the few people who would say like, you don't need to do a cardio a billion times a week. You don't need to do X, Y, Z. Like I'm going to take it easy on myself. And I feel like in doing that, other people can't help but be like, oh, maybe I should take a break because people do lead by example. And I just think yeah. your honesty has always been like very truthful. And I'm sure that moment that you went to the doctor, that was a moment for you to be like, all right, I'm, I have to live my complete truth. And like that truth has to be relayed to my audience. And I think that that's always been something I've really looked up to for you. So, Thank you so much. Of course, kind of shifting gears. But one day, probably like two weeks ago, I, <laughs> I was reading your assumptions about me that everyone's been doing on Instagram. And I saw that someone had said something like, you're super rich and never had to work. And your response was, I've worked since I was 16, was raised by a single mom. And I felt this so hard, obviously, as we mentioned earlier. The amount of people and times people just assume that I come from some type of wealth or money that's never existed beyond. I too grew up with a single mom and same as you worked right when I could. (laughs) And I too, as a mother, will make my child work the moment that they can too because I think that that was an amazing thing to instill. It really seems like you and your mom have a special bond. Can you tell us about that? And hey, you can also face those assumptions about that those haters had. It's your turn to speak your truth. And hey, I'm with you fully on this one because I can't tell you and I'll send you some really mean things that people have said about my inherited wealth from my father who died. Like there is no inherited wealth from a tragic car accident. So I'm just I'm like, so it's, it's, it's so fine now, but it's like crazy what people will come up with. And I'm like, no, I've had to work hard. My mother has had to work hard. We're both first generation. It's, it's a lot. And it's also a lot when you just want to portray like you just I am who I am. You are who you are. We can't help that. So I do want you to get into that. Because when I read that assumption, I was like, damn, I know so many people who feel this. First of all, some of the assumptions and comments made on Instagram are so out of touch and rude. 
and I have seen more hatefulness on social media this year alone than I have in all five-ish years that I've had a public account. And I just have one thing to say about the people behind the screen making those comments. <laughs> it really comes from them, their own insecurities. It's, it's really not about you. And they really used to get to me. I would be lying if I said they wouldn't, and sometimes they still do. But again, it's really about their insecurities and, you know, them having their own problems and projecting that onto you. And so many times, which I find hysterical, <laughs> these messages come from fake accounts with zero followers and the screen, the username will be like, Hey, Mike, one, two, three. And, yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> and it makes you think it's like, is this somebody I know? Exactly. Exactly. And I, so, that's the trap I hate. It's like, sure, hey, Big Mike123 coming at me live, like, go for it. But I'm like, who is this Big Mike with zero exactly. followers and following, I, like, 100 people? <laughs> so I'm so happy and willing to talk to people if they have different views and if it's coming from a genuine place and a real account. But if I see Mike123 DMs, <laughs> like, you are instantly blocked. I have no tolerance for i'm with you on that one entirely um and i agree with you i don't think i've ever seen more hate either at at all in my life i mean i'll send you some of these things that that person who was saying like you're inherited wealth you're a a bratty little bit like i don't even know how these people like think this or feel this about me but it's so crazy how people really just especially now it's like everybody's not hiding behind a screen, but you know, a lot of the no, but we are, we, yeah, literally and figuratively. And it's just like it's just like crazy what people can come up with, and like it's. I feel like the only reason it's a little bit different now is because we are home and our mental health is suffering more. So hearing those things and hateful like comments and whatnot, it is something you really have to be like, okay, well, I know me, I know where I came from, like I know the truth. When you're in a fragile place to begin with, as many of us were this year, when these comments come up, especially from people you don't even know, or you do know, or not personally know, but just people you know that have been following you and you've communicated with them or whatever, I feel like when you're in that fragile state mentally, it can really induce some serious feelings. And I know we've all been focusing on mental health this year, but for me, like that has been something I've been working on and not letting these little comments get to me from people I either don't know or just from people who assume things just from what they see on social media which we can get into this but it's really a highlight reel most of the time it totally totally is yeah no the thing is is we're totally gonna get there I could just like I said to you when we started we can talk for hours the thing is is like I used to do these on my couch just like having girls over and doing this and like it totally sucks because I just like I literally want to be next to you being like Bianca um (laughs) but I want to get back to nutrition before we get back to this like social media branding non-branding of yourself because I think there's it goes so deep and I feel like you and I really show I'm Alexa I'm Bianca and I think that that's a rarity to see these days because people are not hiding behind a brand but I think it's really cool to be who you are but before that I want to get back to the nutrition vibes so what were you doing but I want to get back to the assumption vibe oh go let's go oh my god let's go (laughs) I didn't clear that up yet no clear it Um, up clear it up sister so I mentioned I was raised by a single mom my parents divorced when I was very little and my brother and I were raised by my mom who now I see it more than ever being a mom was a freaking superwoman yeah 
she went back to school. She worked full time. She cared for two small children at the time. And I think we turned out pretty okay, my brother and I. I think so. You guys seem to have a great relationship. The broker boy? The broker boy. Yeah, I'm like, every time I see you guys together, I'm like, uh, gotta love him. (laughs) He does real estate. He works for Douglas Elliman in the city and in Florida. So he's back and forth a lot, but he's great. Um, But she was always there for us. Like, she always found the time to take us to extracurricular activities, playdates, et cetera, and still found the time to date back then. I really don't know how, but... My very first job was babysitting for a few families weeknights and weekends in high school. I worked at some local camps growing up as a counselor and then a gymnastics coach, which was so fun. I took gymnastics growing up. So to me, that was like the most fun. (laughs) Yeah, like jumping on a trampoline all day. It was so much fun. And then found internships throughout college and worked part time simultaneously. So I really always worked. I never really like went to school and came home and like did my homework and that's it. Mm hmm. So I was always pretty self-sufficient and I guess subconsciously never wanted to be financially dependent on anyone. And I really think that stemmed from my parents' divorce. So for anyone who assumes that I come from a wealthy family, I don't. And I have worked so hard, even if I was making minimum wage working, you know, as a babysitter or a camp counselor, I always, always wanted to have some sort of purpose and my own money in my own pocket. So... I love that and I again I think because of our mothers and how we my mom honestly very similar story my dad and her divorced when I was like three and she decided we lived in Chicago she said I'm moving to Philly she got the opportunity someone was like I believe that you could sell real estate and she couldn't afford school or any 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 of it and he was like I'll pay for it paid for it she did it now fast forward she's been doing this since I was five I'm 30 now um she is the top real estate Hispanic real estate agent in Philadelphia because she can literally translate all of the deeds everything into Spanish which is something a lot of people can't do or talk about the finances all that like language and I think seeing I've talked about this so many times and I could cry also because I feel like I never appreciated how much work my mom did she also too like very rarely miss certain things and I feel like you don't notice when you're younger like how much one person alone can do and I had an older sister as well so as I get older and I get emotional because like life is short and it's like you know it's like I feel bad that it's taken me so long to see it but nonetheless I see it and it's like such a I hope to just be somebody who can do all of it and like not even like for one second be like oh I'm so tired do you know what I mean I want to give you a hug right now see the tears in your eyes (laughs) it's just I you know it's just I think this time makes everyone super sensitive and when I do think about my mom there are times when I was younger I was like wow I was a brat and you were really there for me and yeah (laughs) I'm like here I am I want to give you a hug (laughs) no but it is so true yeah no keep going you're on autopilot like we literally just got a nanny to help out but I was doing it all by myself completely by myself you know forever I'm not forever since Gemma was born that is forever for Gemma (laughs) yes but I was just like thinking back I was on autopilot I honestly don't even know how I did it looking back because we've had our nanny for a few weeks now but it was just like I was on go 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 between like fully taking care of her and cooking her meals and working and trying to focus on myself a little bit and just dealing with like my anxiety and mental health that I talked about earlier but it's just you you're on autopilot and 
I can't even tell you like how you're functioning. I have no idea, but you just do it. It's crazy. And listen, the day I become a mom, I like have, I talk to my therapist about this all the time. I'm like, I just want to be so good with myself that when at that day that I'm ready to have a baby or anything, or I get married and all those things, I want to be so good with myself that I can be so present, you know, like I'm sure that's something our moms wish that they had had, but also sometimes you have to get thrown in to like, just, just do it. And I feel like that's something our moms had to do, which I admire deeply, like beyond deeply. So to get back to the wellness world, because I want to get back to this, um, (laughs) tell us uh, the process your process of the side of the wellness world as we know I teach yoga and you teach the nutrition and food end of thing tell me how and what does this job actually entail and what we don't see on the ground because we just see as we said a highlight reel we see like the beautiful vegetables but I'm sure we don't see the mess in your kitchen and the craziness and the recipes you're trying to make and all of that stuff so give us a little bit of like a vibe of what the like behind the scenes are really like because again you're right we see a highlight reel for sure Um, It entails a lot of time behind the computer, I'll tell you that. Answering emails, creating a content schedule, negotiating, creating marketing materials, managing finances, basically running every aspect of your own business, especially in the beginning. And it's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of, my husband and I used to, I wouldn't say get into fights, but he would definitely be upset that after dinner I would be on the couch while he was trying to watch TV with me or bond over a show. And I'm not a big TV watcher to begin with, but he'd be upset that I was kind of like engrossed in my computer and really didn't give myself a break. And I didn't see a problem with that at the time. Looking back, you know, I definitely see a lot of problems with that, but it's just what happens when you're an entrepreneur and running your own business. Absolutely. Many times people think of influencers as just posting a photo, getting paid a lot of money and then lounging by the pool for the rest of the day. And at least for me, that's the furthest from the truth. I like literally don't have a second to myself my moments to myself are my workouts which is why they're so valuable to me and and you always make such a point of it you're like I could have sat down for 30 minutes but I decided to work out that's something you do always say like every single day yeah because you always have a choice it's like does the couch seem more appealing than doing a workout sometimes absolutely sometimes I just want to like melt into that couch be on my phone or even just like listen to a meditation or read my book or just like sit in quiet and I convince myself to get that workout in and it's really not about the physical state of it anymore for me it used to be but it's really about releasing those endorphins and I feel like a completely different person after it which is why it's so important to me um obviously the physical benefits and getting stronger for me is a priority and I can actually get into this because I feel like a lot of postpartum mothers will appreciate 100% um but getting back to what you don't see on screen Instagram is a highlight reel for many so I can post that I had a killer workout or a really fun night out with friends (laughs) pre-covid but you're not gonna see the anxiety breakdown that I had the night before or the feelings of loneliness at times and I try to share a lot of the realness and I am working on being a little bit better at being vulnerable on social media, mm-hmm. but I also really like to think, really like to keep some things private and my husband's very private. So I try to be mindful of what I share on social media versus what I don't. Um, but at the same time, trying to be as real as I can and 
relating to people with real life problems, such as those breakdowns um, or feeling lonely during COVID. So absolutely. And I even think like as simple as being like, I have the choice to sit on a couch or work out. I think that that's something everybody can relate to. Like every single human being right now can relate to that. Those two options being the options you have. So I just, you always keep it real. And I love that. Um, Thank you. I appreciate it. So now I want to switch back to Bianca. So now that you've switched over from holistic to Bianca, what should we expect to see a little differently? I usually feel when people do this, aka change from their brand to just who they really are, it's just, it shows so much more of a personal side and on such a fun level that I feel like you can really relate to. And it's not that it's not all business anymore. It's more about who you are and like what you really bring to this world and I think there's so much power in being a brand, but I think there's even more power in being human. And I'd love for, for you sure. to and I'd love for you to tell us why you decided this is this is the time for me to switch over. I just feel like my brand has really evolved over the years and it's something I've been meaning to do for a while now. And I just one day literally pulled the trigger. Um, I think I've been talking about switching my handle for a little over a year now. And I started Holistic RX with the intention of providing holistic prescriptions, meaning like not real prescriptions, but, you know, food (laughs) and just general wellness and lifestyle tips. And it's just evolved so much where I started going to fitness studios and really enjoying like sharing those reviews there and not focusing on those reviews, but kind of, I, I did notice when I went to a studio, people would ask me how it was. So I shared my experience there, healthier restaurants. Um, sharing kind of like what I order for menus when you're trying to go out and be healthy, but you're not sure where to start, right. uh, skincare, beauty, just a little bit of everything. So the evolution has definitely happened. And I wanted to change my handle to just my name because I feel like it just allows more gr- room for growth, which is what I'm planning to do in the coming years. Um, and we'll see how social media even evolves I don't even know where it's going it's changed so much in the past year but it's evolved I'm evolving and I just really wanted it to mirror that for me and I love that I remember I had Lisa Ham on the podcast like in June and that was when she first changed her name from the well necessities to Lisa and we were just talking about like detaching from social media and be, like being who you really authentically are and I feel like when people really embrace that and not you know whatever brand name they were going by before I feel like it really oddly makes a really big difference in your life and you know that actually brings me to my next point which is collaborations you're somebody who I think your last collaboration was it with Lucky Honey Style yes yeah so uh, you're you're always like you're always to me you're the type of girl who always has something coming up and I find that super inspiring as somebody who would like to be somebody like that (laughs) um but you know first of all we had a I'm not even going to call it a collab this morning we had a co-creation because I believe as of now I can I've always considered myself a creator not an influencer but a creator and I consider you to be a creator and this morning we hosted a not Instagram. We had a Zoom um, yoga sculpt class and Bianca's been doing the BG challenge, which is just a full week of whether it's meditations, food plans, whatever it may be. But I want to know with the name change and everything, how do you see your collaborations or co-creations changing? And what do you, because I'm sure in this process, you knew changing your name would lead to a different 
realm of collaborations and co-creation. So I'd love for you to delve into that a little bit. I've always been pretty picky with my collaborations and partnerships. Um, I need to try the product or whatever it is before I even promote it. I have to love it. I say no to partnership opportunities daily because they just don't align with me. I just got pitched this protein powder that <laughs> just I would never even use. So why would I promote that? Of course. And the other day, this skincare brand reached out to me and I looked at the ingredients and it was just something I would never use. And they were offering me a significant amount of money, but I turned them Does down at the time because my brand is so much more important than a paycheck. I because couldn't once you agree promote more. that product that people that your audience kind of knows that you're just promoting it for the money, you lose that authenticity, which is so much more important to me. And I don't really think the name change is going to affect my collaborations so much. I think it. Definitely I think it's going to up level you way more. I think being a human is I so much. So. I, I, I truly I'm not saying like I know it, but like I know. So I feel like everyone I know who has switched over like everyone wants reality. Everyone wants realness. You know what I mean? And like everyone wants to be able to relate to someone and be like, oh my God, she feels the same way that I feel or whatever it may be. So I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be bigger than you think. Bigger and better. I think it's going to open a couple more doors in terms of like areas of collaborations um, because Holistic Rx to some without knowing me just seem very limited. And obviously Holistic is associated with um, nutrition and holistic medicine and just practices and like I said, I've been wanting to change my handle for so long to kind of evolve in that space, even though I've been evolving with without the name change, but totally. I kind of wanted it to mirror it. But in terms of collaborations, I will continue to be super picky and authentic, and I don't take any partnerships that I feel are not aligned with me. Um, but I'm hoping with the name change, it can open a couple more doors, so we'll see. I think it really, really will. I think there's, like, a power, again, in being human and, like, people seeing that fully, and I think I fully only see really good and big things happening for you. I'm crossing my fingers. Thank you. I I know. I like, honestly, like, I'm not saying I'm a witch. My mom is totally a witch. I'm telling you. I know. Even when I saw the name change, I was like, different energy, different vibe, and I love it. Yeah. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? So I feel like, so even from somebody who's like, you know, not going to hire you or do anything, be a client, (laughs) um, I'm like, I know, those are things you know, people who are on in that world notice it right away. And I was like, good for fucking her. So I feel like we touched all the points on your work and can we lightly talk about your personal life before we close out? Sure. What do you want to know? I just want to know. Okay. (laughs) So beautiful baby Gemma. I need to know how she's changed your life. I love how you include her in everything you do, whether it's making food, smoothies, sitting in with you on your workouts. I just can tell that she's going to be really, really special. And that comes from her mom. How has Gemma changed your views on the wellness world we live in? And I don't just mean wellness. I mean the culture that comes with it, the good and the bad. She's changed my life for the best in every possible way. I mean, she's taught me so much about myself, aside from obviously learning like the baby part of it and how to care for a newborn and a baby and what they need, but so much about myself as a person and about love and loving deeply and priorities in general and people and we can talk about I actually do want to get into this a little bit about how your priorities friendships and life really just shifts when you have a baby Mm -hmm. and it's not something that you can ever really truly understand until it happens to you right 
Um, because you look at other moms or new moms sometimes and you're like, oh, they've changed. Like, we don't talk anymore. It's all about her baby. The only thing she posts is her baby, blah, blah, blah. And I made a really conscious decision to include her in my social media and show how I'm modeling a healthy lifestyle for her. Yeah. And she, like, attacks my green juice when she sees it. She loves it. She loves to, like, press Her the- throwing bananas in and missing it the other day. Oh, I my was- God cracking up and her today with her like kangaroo patch and putting a tangerine in there oh like she's obsessed with tangerines like clementines or whatever she like carries them everywhere they fit perfectly in her hands and then she like gives them to me to like open them for her to eat it's so cute she's just so cute but she is so like part of your life and i love watching i think that's so important i mean again our parents were working instead of being able to do that but i'm sure my mom would have loved to like teach me how to make eggs or like show me how to do like little things and uh, whenever I see you including her in everything and even your workouts and being like, no, Gemma, you stay over there for five more minutes, you know, it's it's important to see. And for me, who isn't married or have a baby, like I'm like, I, I, I'm grateful that you do share that side of you because, you know, Thank I feel you. like a lot of people worry that things will never be the same. You know what I mean? And going back to your point about friends and whatnot, like continue. It's just really important to me to show Gemma what a healthy lifestyle is. And when she's old enough, she will make her own decisions and I support those decisions. But for me growing up, my mom always gave us those juices and healthy meals and was packing my lunches when everyone else was eating cafeteria food. So she was always setting that example for me, which carried on to my life right now. But there was definitely a point in like high school, college where I rebelled at that and wanted the pizza and you know ate like crap and drank at college parties and totally it didn't feel good and but everyone goes through that but you know at the end of the day you come back to your roots and I want to show her that her roots you know it's just very important for her to take care of herself because if you don't take care of yourself nobody will so my goal for her is really just to lead by example yeah and I think that's really important whether that's just her pressing the button on the blender or throwing a banana into the smoothie or sitting with me while I do a stretch or a workout like she is watching and you don't realize how much kids watch you so that's really my priority there um I lost my train of thought. What was your other question? Um, no, you said that you <laughs> wanted to touch base on how a lot of people think that when you have the baby, they're just you're just posting about your baby, your baby, your this. But they, I think you were saying something about friendships and what people don't see. I think that's something I think that you were you getting. I think when you become a new mom, um, your priorities shift in terms of friendships. And I've definitely had some falling outs this past year with friends that may not have understood what I was going through which is okay everyone you know was going through their own shit but um I think when you become a mom you look for friends who will support you in your new life and the the challenges that comes with it and you know who will be there for you and vice versa and just managing your time and I'm like I'm trying to figure out how to word this without being too specific because yeah. <laughs> I don't want to call it out. Totally. <laughs> um, it's really just finding what's important to you and finding your new life, if that makes sense. With COVID, I think it definitely ruined a lot of the plans I had for being a new mom. And that's, totally. you know, making new mom friends at mom groups and taking Gemma to all these music classes I was researching before. And it's really been a lot of like, being home, trying to teach her myself, not having any support from like different moms because I didn't like. I think I'm one of the first. You're a COVID mom friend group. 
You're what? you're also a COVID mom. I'm a COVID mom, but I think I'm also one of the first in my friend group to have a kid. Yeah. So I, I have like two friends who have babies. One lives in Israel, one lives in LA. So it's like, I really don't have anyone to share that with or to, to bond over or to have play dates with Gemma. So yeah. that part has just been really difficult for me, but I have noticed some friendships deteriorate when I became a mom. And that's because those friends had you know, different priorities and wanted to, you know, pre-COVID wanted to kind of like still party and go out and really only focused on themselves. And that's okay. If I was single, I'd probably be doing the same thing, but it's being a little bit more sensitive to your friends and their life changes and trying to be there for them. Um, and you know, hopefully when they become moms, you know, for me to be there for them. And it's just been a lot of, a lot of change and adjustment and hardship. Absolutely. And I just want to put out there to the listeners, like, if you happen to know any new moms, new dads, and you notice that they may not be as attentive as they used to be, like, you have to remember they're holding a whole new life. And, like, you have to have, like, as a friend, you have to have respect of what's got, that that, that is evolu- the way that you're evolving right now. That is evolution with your new it's life evolution. as well. So what's some advice that you would give, you know, let's pretend someone like me who doesn't have a baby who let's pretend you and I were super close and I just wasn't understanding what you were going through. What's some advice that you would give to be like, so you're hurting my feelings and I don't want you to do that. And I don't want you to do that to anybody else. So like moving forward, can we communicate X, Y, Z? Cause I do believe that with proper communication, people could understand, but I also think there's people who are just set in their ways and they're like yeah yeah, just so set Um, in their ways what would be your advice for somebody who you know is on the opposite end of you that you know they could maybe just understand a little deeper well you can't expect them to understand without like I said them going through it so my advice would be to either call or text them depending on how close you are with them and just gently explain that you've gone through this change and you are struggling with X, Y, and Z, however open and vulnerable you want to be to them and acknowledge that maybe you haven't been so present or, um, I guess, present in their friendship because you most likely haven't and just acknowledge and state your struggles and hopefully they'll understand and be there for you. But without you expressing that and them not having gone through motherhood or postpartum or whatever you're dealing with they most likely don't understand they can say they understand but they don't understand so I think just being a little bit vulnerable and explaining yourself and I don't even think you have to explain yourself I don't think you owe anyone an explanation but if it's a close friend a best friend which is something that I've gone through recently you kind of just have to put it on the table and say look I've been struggling with time management with my mental health with x y and z and I'm really sorry that I haven't been answering your texts it's really not intentional or on purpose or it doesn't mean anything it's really just me trying to find myself and I still love you and I want to be there for you and I hope you can be there for me and that's that and they should understand but I love that and I think that in this world of you know everyone kind of going through it I feel like that's also a general rule of life like if you notice that someone's maybe not giving you their full like what you expect personally yeah what you expect from them like right now specifically like worry about we all really should be worrying about ourselves even when we're talking about like those hateful comments it's like where in your world are you coming up with that I have wealth and this and that when I'm just like trying to make my green juice and get through like lunchtime here (laughs) you know what I mean like it really like it goes back to just like being a good person and being understanding and empathetic to like whatever anyone has going on so just like rule of thumb people 
whether you have a pregnant friend, friend with a baby, we're all going through such a major life change. And like, we just have to be understanding and also like, not selfish. (laughs) Forget even like baby and pregnancy. You just never know what's going on behind closed doors. Like during COVID, so many people experienced loss, whether that was family and friends or a job or you know, whatever the case was. And they can be smiling on social media and posting happy photos and like nothing's wrong. But behind closed doors, they can be not okay. And you you will never know that. So just be kind and aware that you just never know what people are going through. Well, honestly, I'm going to leave it on that note because I always want to leave it with kindness and grace. And I love that we just put it out there to the world again. Hey, let's just be a little bit kinder and understanding that that person who you think is ignoring you is probably not ignoring you. They're going through their own struggle or whatnot. And if they are ignoring you, they, then you deserve some explanation. But if not, way, have, like, if yes, not have some, some yeah, exactly. If not, if you're just like being an asshole, that's just like something I'm not here for. But if like you're going through it, allow yourself to just like put your put yourself in someone else's shoes for like a moment and like I'm such a firm believer of like take a if you notice something going on let's pretend it's I'm your best friend and I see that I want you around more I take a step back like a couple steps back for a couple days really look into like what is what's the problem and I know a lot of people have a hard time like really sitting down and pitting what the issue is but at the end of the day the issue is probably more within your own self than with the person you like want more from you want you want more from yourself truly and I feel like that's something that we all forget and on that note I'd love for you to say what your last final words on that because I think that's such a high vibe way to leave this I think going back to how I've changed after having Gemma is someone actually pointed this out to me the other day but I've become a lot more empathetic for people and I think that I I have heard that a lot with motherhood, but I just, I see people's sides a little bit more now and definitely more clearly. For example, if we were having an argument and we just weren't seeing eye to eye, maybe before I would be a little bit more defensive and think my way was the highway. And, you know, until I kind of like stepped back and thought about it and I would kind of speak without thinking in certain situations where now if we were having an argument I would take a step back and really see where you were coming from and definitely acknowledge if I was wrong in any way and apologize for that and apologize for hurting your feelings um or any way that I made you feel and kind of just leading a more empathetic approach to situations um and I think actually that's a really amazing quality that I've acquired with motherhood because it's definitely something I want to teach my daughter as well and I think that's really amazing and I hope you know I've always thought you to be someone super sweet super kind but I will say that I've noticed such a softer side of you even when we were planning to do this podcast and to do the workout it was like I just felt like I not talking to somebody different but like again just like softer Like, there's just something about you that's, like, yes, I know you may be dealing with your own stuff on the side, but I think that that also brings, like, when you're completely vulnerable, that is, like, your softest, best self. So I personally have noticed such a difference in, like, when I say such a difference, I don't mean in, like, who you are and everything, but in, like, the way that you handle things. You're just, like, like, it's, it's, it's a beautiful, it's a be- I hope you know it's a beautiful thing and I hope Thank to you. only become more empathetic as time goes on and 
you know, I really, really, really appreciate you not only just letting me be in on your BG challenge, but for coming on the pod and being vulnerable and talking about some things you haven't really put out there. And I'm really excited for the world to really see the Bianca that I know. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me on the vibe. This was so much fun. I feel like we could talk for hours, but I know we have to cut it off at some point, but we can take this offline. We totally can. And everyone, thank you so much for listening to the vibe. It's a very, very good one.